You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community. Covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. All right, everybody, and welcome to the Press This WordPress Community Podcast on Webmaster Radio. I'm host David Vogelpohl, and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. Just a reminder, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and SoundCloud, and you can download episodes at webmasterradio.fm forward slash shows forward slash press this. For those of you paying attention, you might have noticed that Cranberry Radio has been renamed back to Webmaster Radio. Big fan of that move. Helps to open up, I think, the understanding of the radio network to other people. And we're proud to have Press This on Webmaster Radio. So joining us for today's episode is the super smart mind size partner and WordPress e-commerce expert, Patrick Garman. Patrick, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me here. Really, really excited to have you on. Uh, you know, the level of knowledge you have about scaling WordPress with e-commerce is super impressive. And I'm, I'm really um, excited about digging in and, and asking you questions as it relates to that. Um, and for the show today, we'll be discussing the superpowers and limitations of scaling WordPress e-commerce experiences. Um, and if you're planning a successful WordPress e-commerce site or store, you need to listen close to the things Patrick has to say. He's a leader in the community, very, very bright about this. But before we jump in, um, I'm going to do a quick update on a project we did on the show a couple of weeks ago um, regarding unit testing of WordPress core. And this is where uh, unit testing, for those of you that don't know, is software that tests other software. And our guest, Jason Stallings, was talking about a project with the WordPress core team to make unit testing on hosting platforms um, standard practice for as many hosts that they could get involved. And the purpose of this is to make WordPress more stable when new versions of it are released. And here joining me today is our uh, common or our frequent co-host, Stephen Word. Stephen, welcome. Thank you, David. Good to be here as always. 
Uh, awesome. And Stephen, I know you work closely with Jason on, on various things. And uh, Jason has an update from this project uh, as part of the WordPress core team. Could you tell us a little bit about the milestone that was reach, recently reached? Uh, absolutely. Uh, so just over a year ago, there was this idea uh, that if tests were not just performed on the WordPress code base when uh, commits were made, that it would be better if all hosts were able to run these on their own platform on their native stack. Uh, this Just this recent week, uh, there's now a public beta available along with the guide. It can be picked up by any host um, that wishes to do that, like thanks to the hard work that Jason has put in on that project. Um, now any WordPress host can take these tests, um, has a way to run them, and report those back to WordPress.org. And what this is just great for the whole community as a whole, uh, because it not just strengths in WordPress, but it strengths in WordPress everywhere. Um, you know, we do WordPress, uh, we've been doing testing here at WP Engine for a long time, uh, but we kind of did it our own way. Now there's a framework available, which anyone can pick up, and you know, it's just so awesome to see because it's going to make WordPress better as a whole for everyone everywhere that chooses to adopt it. Thanks, Stephen. Uh, yeah, really, really interesting stuff and, and that beta going live and hosts actually using this framework to actually make WordPress more stable um, is really, really exciting stuff for the community. So um, outside of that update, we're ready to go ahead and get kicked off here with Mr. Patrick. Patrick, I always ask this to my guests. I'm really interested to hear your answer. What is your WordPress origin story? How did you get involved with all this WordPress stuff? So uh, with WordPress, as with you know a lot of people, just everyone was building websites. I actually, for some context, I'm 27 now. I've been doing this since high school, so I'm fairly young compared to everyone else in the industry we're in here. So uh, in high school, I was working for Caterpillar, the big yellow tractor company, and in 2008, senior in high school. Everyone gets laid off, including apparently their $9 an hour student employee. Uh, I'm not sure I understand that business decision uh, if they're trying to save money. But I had to get a job, so I started making websites. Uh, but kind of circling around to e-commerce, which is what we're going to be talking about, I'll tell you what got me into e-commerce, too, because that's a bit more of an interesting story. Um, my wife, the girlfriend at the time... <clears throat> wanted to sell cookies online. So I started looking at all the different e-commerce platforms I had available to me at the time. And there weren't many great ones out there. So I was hopping from one to the other to the other. And I found WooCommerce. I think it was like version 1.1 or 1.2 at the time. And just things it didn't have, cash on delivery and local pickup options, uh, for example. And ended up making my first contributions to a major project through that because my wife wanted to sell cookies online I and everything that. just grew you, from there. You, you, did, you made your own features. Uh, that's, I think, one of the most interesting and powerful parts of WordPress. Um, okay, so that's, that's a, in a sense, your WordPress origin story, maybe your WordPress e-commerce origin story. And I know you've kind of done different things over the course of your uh, long and illustrious career at 27 years old, uh, but now you're at... Um, mind size. So tell me a little bit about mind size and mind size's role in uh, WordPress and e-commerce. So mind size is just under a year old. We officially formed in January. Uh, and even then, uh, I've got two partners, Zach Stepik and uh, Scott Dreichel, 
who uh, we actually didn't even go full time until maybe mid April or May. Um, but we are a high end enterprise e-commerce agency, you know, full service, everything from the site all the way to, you know, how their business is run, everything to help a store sell more. Um, Scott actually doesn't do any code whatsoever. He's uh, a bit of the oddball within our group compared to all the other agencies in the area because he's a scientist and he's able to help us use science to make a store grow more. Uh, where then Zach and myself both have individually worked on a lot of high-end e-commerce sites at higher scale. And we kind of were talking one day and decided, why are we both doing this on ourselves? Uh, let's just go and make it a, a company. So that's when we formed it, and we've been growing rapidly ever since. Sounds like you may know a thing or two about WordPress e-commerce, Patrick. I'm glad we uh, we chose you for this topic. <laughs> um, awesome. So, you know, I, I guess this is maybe on a little bit more of a, a personal level, but you saw me speak at the last WordCamp Austin, which was probably over four years ago now. It's been on a four-year hiatus. That was actually my first WordCamp I had ever been to. Really? Okay. I think it may have actually been my first even. Uh, maybe I don't know. I think I spoke at a few before that, but... Um, so interesting, and I remember you were in our offices one time and brought up that you asked me a question um, during that presentation, but for the life of me, I couldn't remember what it was. What was the question you asked me during that presentation? Do you recall? I can't remember the exact question, but I, I'm pretty sure your talk was something around Google Analytics and using it within stores. And at the time, e-commerce was still sort of growing within uh, the e-commerce or the WordPress space. And... I was working for WooThemes at the time, if I remember right, working on WooCommerce. So I'm pretty sure my question was around how to use Google Analytics and WooCommerce and how they can interact better and give store owners better data. Uh, I'm sure I'm better at telling you what the question is now than what it was then because I was a lot newer at it then. Uh, but <laughs> it was along those lines. Yeah, I think it's interesting. You know, I do recall I spoke about analytics and WordPress. And, you know, as I think about scale, I think about, well, what systems can I use to measure the scalability of my WordPress e-commerce experiences? I'm just curious, like, what are your top, you know, two or three load testing tools or processes? Like, how do you deal with that? Sure. So the whenever we're running load tests, we generally are using LoadStorm uh, because we can more quickly take a uh, you know, user scenario, turn it into a test that actually is able to run on the site doing more than just hitting a few pages. Um, so when we're doing load tests, though, that only tells us kind of what the front-end response is. We might be able to see how fast the site is loading, but it's not telling us what's going on within it. So in a live site and in a site being load tested, one of our most valuable tools is New Relic, just being able to see what's happening within the site of what actually is making the site run slow under scale. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, Loadstorm super popular for that. Um, New Relic is extremely helpful. We at WP Engine, we even added uh, a New Relic powered monitoring system as part of our platform. So uh, definitely, definitely powerful tools. So I'll tell you what, Patrick, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to dig more into the scalability of WordPress e-commerce. Great. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. 
you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I'm here with Patrick Garman talking about WordPress e-commerce and scalability. Patrick, before the break, we were talking about analytics and how that related or kind of tied back into how do you um, have analytics around the load or the scalability of your sites. You talked about using LoadStorm um, and New Relic um, for tools that would help with that. So, so I'm really curious about the first time that you had to scale a WordPress e-commerce site. Um, what challenges did you face? And then how did you go about dealing with that situation? Tell me a little bit of the, the story behind the first time you had to scale up a WordPress e-commerce site. So I'm not sure how deep into some specifics I can get, but I'll, I'll at least give you the rough edges of it all. Um, you can leave out the names and parties about that. Yeah. It has to be nice. So uh, I actually wrote a blog post uh I don't even know how long ago, and it, it basically says, here's how you put all your um, – your WooCommerce products on a single page. Uh, it was really simple. Someone was having issues doing it. They put it in their site, had a theme conflict. So they reached out to me, had me kind of make some changes for them. Uh, that led to a month or two later, I get an email of, hey, I've got this friend who needs help with their WooCommerce site. And I think this was around in October. Um, are you interested in helping? And this was 2014. Um, so I said, sure, yes, I know my way. And they hooked me up with the, the contact and they were trying to scale their site or prepare to scale their site for Black Friday in November of 2014. And their site had previously previously crashed for a couple of days on a Labor Day sale. I didn't want that to happen for sales. So within a matter of about two weeks, we had to essentially rebuild a website and rebuild their server infrastructure to support 
some of the largest tra- traffic I've ever seen to an e-commerce site at the time. Uh, we ended up succeeding. Uh, I'm sh- pretty sure there were some speed bumps along the way, but we were able to successfully run through the entire promo uh, all the way from Black Friday through Christmas and the whole holiday season. And major success. And the amount of traffic on that site at that time was probably more than I'd ever seen on the site. But we, using tools like New Relic, were able to figure out what was happening at the time, make changes, and keep the site online. Uh, it's kind of an adrenaline rush, this stuff happening, and just seeing the amount of money that comes in through a store under load when they're doing a sale. And knowing that if something happens, I have to figure out what's happening right away because the money being lost is calculated per minute. (laughs) And being able to figure out what's going on, fix it, and get going is critical at those times. Yeah, it's interesting how so many people deal with scale when it's a problem, right? You, You as a company work so hard for these moments where you have this rush of traffic or this this great exposure for your brand. And it's, it's surprising in a sense, maybe not too surprising having been at this for a while, but it's surprising that people don't really think about that until it's too late, right? You and even know. then, something I think a lot of people don't realize is it's not a problem that you could just throw buckets of money at. I mean, look at how many times Apple's website has crashed when they release a new iPhone. Or even recently, uh, I believe Nest, they launched their new Nest thermostat. And I got an email from them saying, we're sorry our site was unavailable for a period of time. So I'm pretty sure Ness website went down when they launched their new thermostat. Um, and they're powered by Google. I'm pretty sure that Google is going to power the infrastructure behind their own companies. So if Google and Apple are having issues at times potentially scaling their e-commerce platforms, then it's not a problem that you can just solve with money or raw hardware. Yeah, that's a great observation. So in the story you were telling, is that a WooCommerce uh, site that was running on? Did I hear that correctly? Yes, that was WooCommerce. Uh, I can't remember what version, uh, but it was WooCommerce. So you talked a little bit about what you did to help address that site scalability. You touched on you made optimizations on the front end. And you made optimizations on the back end. Um, could you start on the front end? Like, what kind of th- kinds of things were you doing um, that uh, optimizing that were getting in the way of the site scalability? Sure. So the biggest issue with scaling e-commerce, uh, you know, going back to WordPress, which is what it's powered by essentially. When you scale WordPress. For the most part, most people just put caching in front of the site. Now they can handle tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands, if not more, people on their site at the same time. But they're just hitting that static page cache. Uh, with a WooCommerce site, it's got a lot of people logging in. It has people adding products to cart. And that puts a lot bigger load on the database than most people are used to if they haven't done e-commerce before. So the biggest goal in scaling an e-commerce site, if you're not going to be able to get in making core WooCommerce faster is reducing the load on your database as much as possible. And in that specific scenario, the front end, just loading the homepage from somewhere in the range of three to 500 queries being run to maybe a hundred, which for an uncached user, taking that down to, you know, 20 to 30% the number of queries hitting, hitting the database makes a big difference in the total volume we have available. So your observation there is that some of the elements on those pages were doing calls that weren't necessary 
uh, to load the page or to give the user a good experience, but because of the volume of them, every time that home page was hit, it put a load on the server when maybe it didn't have to. Exactly, and it depends on the query being run. Sometimes you have you know, death by a thousand cuts and you just have tons of little tiny queries being run that run quickly, but when there's too many, it can't run them fast enough. And then in some cases, you know, a lot of developers have in a situation thrown post meta on a post or a product and said, I want all the products or posts that have this specific meta value. And they don't realize that that specific kind of query will kill a site especially in e-commerce where the post meta table grows exponentially, where hundreds of millions of rows is not entirely uncommon. And in querying against that unindexed data once is okay maybe, but we get 10, 20, 100,000 people on a website, that'll bring it down quickly. So some things are necessary, of course, right? Like, is my cart full? Obviously, you have to go find out that answer. Um or what's in my cart to show that to the user. And you gave the example of the post metadata and, and the use of that presumably for filtering also contributing to that. From a designer or marketer's perspective, like on the page, what's another example of, of maybe an element that might utilize a query that doesn't need necessarily to do that to deliver a good experience to the customer? What other things did you cut basically that might be easier for non-technical people to understand? One thing that we'd learned, we actually, that same site, I had run the servers from the time we moved it on to the servers we put up for Black Friday that year. We later on moved it to WP Engine, but in the process of moving it to WP Engine, we learned that every single time the page was being loaded, WooCommerce was also sending a second Ajax request to refresh the header cart. So, you know, everyone on their e-commerce site up in the top right, they have their little cart icon with a number of products in it, you hover over it, it drops down. And this site had that also. We removed it when we thought, okay, let's get rid of it because we're doubling our server throughput by having this thing up there. Turns out that still didn't stop the Ajax request. So with one line of code, you can disable WooCommerce from sending that secondary Ajax request to refresh that cart that may not even exist on the page. And you now have almost half as many requests going to your server. So in a case where you're trying to reduce the number of requests to the server so you can handle more, that nearly doubled our throughput just by this one little line of code by not putting that header card up there. And that's still an issue to this day. I think WooCommerce is still loading the header cards through Ajax in that same way. Uh, there, I believe, is work that's going to be done to make that more efficient in the future. We've been able to, on specific sites, uh, make it all through JavaScript in one request. When you add to cart, it updates the header cart. But that is one of the number one areas that people don't think about as, okay, I want this cart up there. It's e-commerce. I can obviously have a cart. So why is this header cart crashing my site? Okay, so one one little line of script. I don't suppose you have this in a Git repo somewhere <laughs> for someone to uh, to to access or an article. It's, it's about public it. in a, f- a few areas. I'm not sure if I wrote a blog post about it, but it is public in a few areas. Yeah. All right. Well, if you could tweet those, we're going to mention your. It's actually uh, at PM Garmin. Uh, if you tweet a link to that, Patrick, I'm sure that would help a few folks. I'll pull that up. And when we get back, I want to talk uh, from our break, I want to talk a little bit about Woo specifically and and even beyond Woo. Um, We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. 
Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjorge, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjorgeDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Book lovers and hundreds of compelling contemporary authors are heading to Miami for the 34th Annual Miami Book Fair, Friday, November 17th through Sunday, November 19th. See in person amazing authors, including Vice President Joe Biden, Senator Al Franken, Russell Banks, Michael Eric Dyson, Armistead Malpin, Angela J. Davis, Scott Turo, Walter Isaacson, and many more. The 34th Annual Miami Book Fair. For more information, visit MiamiBookFair.com. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered. Let's press forward with more Press This only on webmasterradio.fm. All right, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I'm here with Patrick Garman, WooCommerce, or I'm sorry, WordPress e-commerce scalability expert. Uh, before the break, we were talking a little bit about some of the techniques that Patrick use, uses and has used to scale WordPress e-commerce sites. And, and Patrick, I wanted to ask you a little bit about WooCommerce. You know, everything we've kind of talked about so far has been Woo-focused. You know, and Woo is super powerful, right? It's easy yeah, to definitely. implement it's... a WordPress store with WooCommerce. Um, there's a lot of baked-in features, a lot of things that are already there. And so the time to market is, is super-duper quick for a lot of sites. Um, what are some of the limitations of WooCommerce? You, you mentioned that, you know, the, the Ajax call being duplicative of you know, gathering information for the card. What, what other things do you think might be holding back um, implementations of Woo from being more scalable? What could be better about Woo? To be completely honest, the fact that WooCommerce is so flexible is what lets people get into situations where their site maybe isn't as performant as it could be. WooCommerce, I think their their data are built with, I'm not sure where it comes from, 40% of all e-commerce is running on WooCommerce. And I think uh, within the WordPress space, that number is far higher. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. But there's a lot of people using WooCommerce and a lot of people want a lot of different features. So you now everyone's out there building little plugins free and paid of how to add features to their site. There's a lot of plugins that will maybe send abandoned cart emails and they're sending it from WordPress and they, these things work great on a small site. 
as soon as these sites maybe have some traffic or their order volume grows, or maybe they just get to a certain point where there's enough orders in the database that it starts bottlenecking the number of queries being run, the fact that people are able to do all these things is what ultimately hurts them. So uh, whenever I talk to a new store owner or someone who's building a site, or maybe a lot of people contact me and say, my site is slow, how can I make it fast? I ask them to go through every single plugin they're using on the site and figure out, is this plugin making me money? And if it's not making me money, either directly or by increasing conversions in a way that you've proven with data, it probably shouldn't exist on your site. It may be slowing things down. If it's not doing anything, why is it there? Just cut it off. Um, But that's the biggest issue in a sense. If you compare WooCommerce to something like Shopify, which is a completely different beast of its own, it's a hosted service and you can't just put code in it. The fact that you can't inject your own code into their platform and the fact that their platform is scaled across an entire you know, multiple data centers allows it to be far more scalable than WooCommerce is just because of those two reasons. So, uh, you know, there's a Spider-Man quote I like that kind of summarizes some of what you said. With great power comes great responsibility, right? Very much true. <laughs> of, uh, of, of open source and the flexibility of Woo in a sense. Uh, means that what you add to it could add to or detract from your success. So it's interesting, though, because you you commented on, well, you know, people will have huge databases of orders. They'll have other functionality, like sending abandoned card emails that are all executing on the back end. And, and that brings up an interesting observation. Like, what what is your experience or, or recommendation or just observations on offloading some of that? Right, WordPress is really good at serving content. Um, have you worked with scalable WordPress e-commerce deployments where WordPress was more of the content engine for products uh, and uses, like for example, the REST API to communicate with the with the shopping engine? The WP Engine website, in a sense, does this. We're an e-commerce site. Our WordPress install essentially serves content. And when it's time to check out, you would essentially kick off to um, a third-party e-commerce provider that you know processes those orders and does it, um, you know, with all the right you know security layers and everything else. And so we don't we don't control that through WordPress per se. What's your experience with offloading e-com, order management, um, you know, other backend functionality? So I'll kind of break this into two pieces, one being offloading everything. And the second I'll circle back to is offloading more of the e-commerce stuff from WordPress, where uh, last night or two nights ago, I can't remember when, it's been a long weekend already. Um, <laughs> there's a, I sent out a tweet of I was able to get a WooCommerce site with no static page caching down to one single query on a handful of page loads to the database. For context, that is an average page load for a lot of other sites is probably going to be between 50 and 250 database queries to load a page. And we had it down to one. And on most other pages of the site, we are less than 20, uh, less than 10 in a lot of cases. So we've been able to achieve this by offloading data to other areas, uh, using Elasticsearch instead of WooCommerce or uh, MySQL to get the WooCommerce products out. So, but we're instead of querying MySQL, we're querying Elasticsearch, which is faster and better at serving this type of content, especially when we get into cases where you want not just my products in this category, I want the products. (coughs) 
I want the products in this category that are between these two prices that is red, but also maybe is blue. And I also want it to be in stock. And maybe the site has multiple stores with individual products and inventories. And I want it to be in this other individual store. That is going to create a very nasty database query. And when you get a thousand people on a site, that's going to potentially bring down the site. Elastic can return that in less than a second. So by offloading to these other services, we're able to create a faster site that is more scalable, more horizontal, too, uh, compared to WordPress by itself, uh, which makes the whole site better. But that also takes us back to kind of WordPress and e-commerce and offloading the e-commerce portion, which is the same but different uh, because you're moving not just data and services, but also where things are happening which anytime you can offload people to a different section of the site, maybe on a different server, different infrastructure, whatever it is, is going to ultimately help your site scale uh, as long as it's not too complicated. And there's, there's other implications as well, right? Like even administrating, right? If you've got 10 people trying to administrate or even more are trying to administrate orders through WordPress on the back end, that's affecting your front end and your scalability and your load time, correct? Absolutely. I've got a site we're working on right now that uh, a couple of weeks ago in New Relic, I noticed, hey, the site keeps having these spikes in performance. What's going on? And turns out they're doing order exports. They're just exporting a CSV of orders between whatever date range. And that is impacting front end performance you know, by a factor of a couple times. So where we normally would see pages load and maybe you know the server response time anyways is less than a second, now it's taking three seconds just to render a page. And that is purely because people are on the admin doing stuff with products and orders. Yeah, so offloading can certainly play a role in scaling WordPress e-commerce sites. So um, I, want, I have one last question. I'm always curious to hear people's answer to this. Okay, so I'm going to take offloading maybe off the table for a second and ask you this. Other than WooCommerce, what is your, maybe WooCommerce is your favorite, but what's your second favorite uh, kind of DIY e-commerce plugin for WordPress? If I wasn't using WooCommerce for something and it was having the site built on WordPress, I would very likely use these digital downloads just because it is so simple and lightweight. You have two different almost complete opposites of e-commerce within the WordPress space where WooCommerce is big and powerful and can do just about anything you want it to, but maybe it shouldn't. And Easy Digital Downloads is very lightweight, very slim. It does what it does well. And you can make it do other things, but it doesn't make it you know, where you're just throwing everything at you just by installing it. Lightweight is music to my ears, uh, of course. I uh, love speedy sites. Matter of fact, that's kind of been a bit the focus of this podcast today. Um, and I know Pippin of uh, Easy Digital Downloads, really, really smart guy, does a really good job with his plugins. What are your thoughts on using um, EDD with big, um, you know, product catalogs? Like I, I kind of imagine Easy Digital Downloads is not handling tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of SKUs. Am I just ignorant? Is there some truth behind that? What do you think about that? I'm not sure. I haven't done much with it myself with large product catalogs, but I'm also a bit of the oddball in that conversation where I don't believe that big product catalogs are an issue even in WooCommerce space. Uh, ultimately, WordPress is great at 
content management. Like you said, that's why you would use it with maybe some sort of offloaded service. It can handle a blog with, you know, hundreds or thousands or hundreds of thousands of posts. A product is no different than a post. You're just loading the product up. It's only when you take this product and you add it into a cart and you try and create orders with it that you really have some issues there. You'd certainly have to approach the the problem differently than a blog with a lot of posts. But ultimately, a product is nothing more than a post and it can be displayed in sites with tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands or even millions of products could be run on WooCommerce or easy digital downloads. All right, so that's really interesting observations. So to kind of sum up everything from this interview as, as best I can, you're doing load testing with things like LoadStorm and analysis through tools like, or specifically New Relic, in order to help determine how scalable it is and what problems might be getting in the way. From the front end, primarily you're optimizing to reduce database queries. On the back end, you look at offloading things like search or maybe other features and then you're also paying attention to how users use the back end and how that might also be impacting the performance and um, then um, the scalability of those sites. Um, is that a, did I get it, all that right, Patrick? Did I miss anything important? From a high level, that is pretty much it, yes. Uh, whenever I have people that, you know, I get asked a lot, how can I make my site better without paying someone you know, a couple hundred dollars an hour? Um, and there's a couple ways they could start just out of the gate. And New Relic is great, but it's not free. Uh, there's a couple hosts that offer it free. I don't know if WP Engine is one of those. Um, but Query Monitor is a free plugin. You install it, and now across your site, you could start looking at how many queries are being run and how long that's taking, and if any are slow. If someone wants to just get started, just install that plugin, start looking at slow queries, and figure out how to solve them. When they get to the next step, they get new relic in place. Start looking at the slow transactions and slow traces, figure out what's making them slow, and move on to the next step after that. Awesome. Well, super, super helpful information, Patrick. I um, want to thank you for joining us on the show today. Yeah, thank you for having me. And thank you, Stephen, for sharing all those great details about the unit testing initiative with uh, WordPress Core. Anytime. Awesome. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about Patrick Garman, you can check out uh, his company site at mindsize.me. You can follow him on Twitter at PM Garman, G-A-R-M-A-N. And uh, thanks, everyone, again, for listening to the Press This Community Podcast on Webmaster Radio. Our next episode will be released next Tuesday. Um, so you can, of course, subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, or download episodes at webmasterradio.fm forward slash shows forward slash press this. Again, this is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.